on this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we relive the devastating loss by the Badgers, go over the NFL with the Packers-Vikings tie, what are Casey thinks about the refs, kickers don't have a good day, we also recap some of the Bs from the NFL, the Browns, Bills, Bucks, and Bears, and a lot of wedding talk in the middle there. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, along with my co-host Casey. And Casey, what a weekend we just had. That's a long time no see. It's been a couple hours now. A few hours. Uh, since we saw each other in person. Now we are, uh, as usual, separated, but connected over the internet. Uh, back in our respective homes. Uh, yes, we were in uh, Chicago, your old stopping grounds now. Um, still home of your heart, I guess. Home but, of the uh, heart, yeah. Yeah, home is back where the heart there is. for a, a wedding of a friend of ours from uh, college, uh, from Madison. What a time. What a time. What? Yeah, what a time indeed, from what I can remember it uh, yeah. from it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long, eventful night. I feel like last night I had a lot of stories I was going to share here on the pod, and I, I, they're all kind of fuzzy now. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. They're memories of the stories, memories of what we could talk about, but it doesn't really fit together to something that we could rearticulate uh, now. <laughs> but uh, I guess just being back with friends from uh, from Wisconsin always a great feeling. It just kind of reminds me of. You know, I'm sure that you know our fellow fans uh, from Wisconsin, are probably from whatever university they went to, uh, just have those fond memories of their friends, and it was great for us to relive those uh, those memories and uh, you know reconnect with with friends from from uh, uh, from school. It was just a, a great time. Yeah, good time indeed. Casey was killing it on the dance floor uh, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Uh, I think our whole, I think our whole, I think our whole, I think our whole crew was was tearing up a rug, uh, mm. but yeah, good times indeed. It was a good distraction. I was gonna, I was gonna say that, that was an example of your memory not really serving you well, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Although we have a a history, I think uh, our group of friends of getting married on game days and then Wisconsin not performing, uh, the football team that is performing up to. Uh, up to par, um, but it was a good distraction. Uh, luckily, we have before we get to said football team not performing up to par. We have other distractions, yeah, Marlo. Other things right. going on this weekend. Yeah, anything, anything, uh, anything to not talk about that. Yeah, it's much more interesting thing, I'm sure, for our our listeners than the actual thing they probably tuned in to listen <laughs> us, to us talk about. Uh, we are going head to head in our uh, fantasy league, our fantasy uh, American football, because uh, we have. Other football leagues as well. Uh, yeah. League, uh, head to head, and it's uh, going quite well for me. Yeah. Well, some dumb dumb, not to be named, <laughs> forgot to put in Pat Mahomes as yeah. his quarterback. Mm. Um, and currently, Pat Mahomes is sitting on my, no, this person's bench. Yeah. Uh, who has more points than the uh-huh. total team has at this point mm. going into the Sunday night game. So. Yahoo says that you have a 98% chance of winning. So maybe there's thing there's a chance for me to have a comeback here. There's a chance. There's, there's a chance. chance. I think it, it's going to come down to the Giants game, Giants Cowboys game. You have OBJ, I have uh Saquon Barkley. And if Saquon does anything, I win. If he does nothing, OBJ does miraculous things. Uh you win. So we'll sweat that out a little bit, I guess, but uh looks like it's going to be 1-0. For me in the pod derby, for <sighs> I don't know if we play cool. again. I don't. Our league. There's too many teams in the league. We probably don't. <laughs> we probably, probably don't. Know. I don't yeah. know the rules. I don't know how it all works. I do know that I started Blake Bortles in the league, which you'd think the boat, the yeah, boat, the boat. best of all time. <laughs> which those of you listening say that's ridiculous. Why would you have Blake Bortles in a fantasy league? There's 16 teams in this league. <laughs> The other quarterbacks I could have picked up were like Nick Foles. Uh, I don't even think Ryan Fitzpatrick was available. I it, it's like bottom of the barrel, like Josh Allen. Like that's who you're you're looking at 
uh, to start and said, so I went with Blake Bortles, and it turned out well for me. He had uh, probably the best game he'll have all year, and it happened against Marlo, so even the better. Even the better. Um, yeah, this t- this league is so deep. I have, I'm have i looking at my bench right now, and I actually have two players on my bench who aren't even currently on a team. <laughs> uh, one, I think, is retired, so I should probably change that. <laughs> and then Des Bryant, who yeah. I thought well, would have a team by now. Yeah, he... Maybe, maybe still will. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, but as we as we talk about the Sunday night game again, let's focus on all things that aren't Badger football. Uh, yeah, Saturday didn't co- happen. It's uh, it's Cowboys Giants, and I feel like this is always the Sunday night game week one or two of the season. This always happens, but there's something about this game that intrigues my interest. I don't. It's the matchup. It's New York Dallas. It's the whole thing, and it got me thinking. Marlo, what is outside of your teams, which I guess your team's biggest rival will be pro- presumably my team's biggest rivalry, but outside of games involving your team, what do you think the biggest rivalry is that you would tune in as a neutral fan? Is it Dallas Giants? Uh, or, in the NFL? Yeah, there's there's a, a I, game on. What other yeah. matchup most intrigues your interest? Because I think in a, in a neutral kind of like just name two teams, I think... My initial instinct, maybe because they're playing tonight, and that was where I, this thought came from, but yeah. it was uh, New York versus Dallas. New York, Dallas. I, you know, I, I, this one's hard because, like, it's in the NFL, like today's NFL, is just like everyone's friends. So, like, that kind of that rivalry doesn't come out if you're not like a true fan, like Packers, Cowboys, I'm Packers, yeah. Cowboys, Packers, Bears is a rivalry because, you know, my friends, <laughs> we, yeah. we go against each other, and it, it's, it's right. bragging rights. Um, so you think of like who the players. I, I like to see like players I don't like each other, like the uh, you know was back in Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, and and uh, Josh Norm Josh. What's his last yeah, name? Yeah, Josh Norman. Yeah, yeah, Josh Norman From, when they uh, were going at it yeah. when he was in Carolina. Yeah. Um. That was that was fun, but that was because of the players. It wasn't necessarily the team. So okay. Long, long-winded answer. I mean, I do like the Cowboy Giants because it just seems these are two of America's teams going at it, right? Um, from a non-fan perspective, uh, the, oh, the Seattle uh, back in the Seattle Forty Nine er days, uh, Harbar and and um, and uh, oof, my brain, Pete Carroll, <laughs> yeah, Harbar and Pete Carroll yeah, going at it. Fun. Those were good. Those were those good. Were good. Those were both yeah. two good teams. Yeah. Other ones that I guess came to my mind, Steelers Bengals. That's probably the most violent one. Yeah, because uh, those guys just they just murder each other out there. It's crazy. Steelers Baltimore. Steel, yeah. Where it's always yeah. like six to three. Yeah, it, two or three people get ejected from the game. Yeah, there's probably ones we're missing, and you know, people who are like Chiefs fans are like yelling at us or something. You know, all the Chiefs fans <laughs> that listen to our podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I, I just thought it was a fun little kind of like let's think outside of our bubbles for a minute and kind of see. yeah. See what we see. I, although what I think when I did this again, I prepared the question, so I kind of had a little bit more forethought into it uh, than I allotted you. That's <laughs> <So I had laughs> you on the pot. Um, a lot of it went to like the NFC East teams, like Washington, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Dallas, and New York, just playing each other. And I don't know why that was. That's I mean, maybe they've all been kind of you know up and down. Some teams have been good throughout all of it, or maybe it's just you know the East Coast bias of media or something that that would be where my mind kind of went to. I thought that was kind of strange. Because um, when I think like of rivalries in like the South or something, I'd, I don't know, it doesn't mean as much to me. It, again, from a fan perspective or what I've, right. you know, would tune in onto a Sunday night. Not, yeah, it's not like um, Arizona beefing with the Texans or something. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Titans versus Texans, like <laughs> they had today. It just, it doesn't feel the same. I don't know. Anyway, I think we've struck enough, Marlo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh no! No, there has to be something else. There, yeah, there must be something else. Uh, anyway, so we had a wedding. Came back from the wedding. No, we got back early, and uh, it's been a long day. We got up early, had to be back for a meeting in the morning, Marlo. That's all I got. Nothing else. Oh, we should talk about it. Got. All right. So Saturday, Wisconsin BYU. Yeah. At home, Camp Randall. And the Badgers dropped, dropped, dropped the game. Just, just dropped the ball. Just dropped everything uh, to a BYU team that I believe are better than. Um, but yeah. 
they came out as it was their Super Bowl and they were hyped the whole game. Um, and yeah, they really they, brought that onto the field. And it just, it kind of showed like, I don't, I think I, definitely better player for player, but I just feel like they just had more emotion and played with more of that it to to kind of get above uh, above the Badgers level. Yeah, I think this is another game, and I think we talked about this during after the New Mexico game, that Wisconsin seems to come out and go, we're going to do X and then react to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And for the second game in a row, we kind of got punched in the mouth. And last week, we figured it out and corrected and, and you know, went on to win. This week, uh, we didn't do that. And that's kind of been, I think, uh, part of the Paul Christ era is we kind of come out and we go, okay, other team, show me what you got. We're going to adjust and we're going to come back and beat you. And in this game... It didn't work. And it was weird kind of following along with it because at some point, yeah. I'm sitting there in traffic on my way to Chicago, which didn't help <laughs> the nerves, um, listening to it on the radio. At some point, I'm just going, all right, this possession is going to be where we run it down their throats and then we get a stop. Or we'll get a turn over here and then Hornybrook will make a throw. And in the past, it has happened. And this right. week, it didn't. Well, yeah, and I was trying to watch the game because I think we talked. We had talked about, you know, getting over too excited for the the Badgers not winning right now by thirty. Yeah, and I was watching it. I was like, okay, the first half we go or into the first half we go and tied. Calm down, Marlow. It's fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to be even kill. This is third quarter. So when we come, third quarter mm-hmm. comes and goes, and we're down. And then it's when you really start freaking out. And I think it was just that. Like you said, we usually come out and we can uh, make adjustments and wear down teams. But I think BYU was, you know, they had better athletes. So we weren't going to really win, wear them down, so to speak, mm-hmm. like in New Mexico and just break the game wide open. Um, uh, so that's, yeah, I, I think that's where, you know, it just kind of went wrong and, and went awry. I think, um, you know, more, more specifically, uh, mm-hmm. The defense just kept getting gashed. Yeah, uh, big plays. I mean, there's plays here and there. There's the, the the trick play that they got the touchdown on. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to see not be on the field, but it looked like that receiver was ready to throw before he even caught the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know, I when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's what they have to do to score. So we're obviously going to you know, come back on this team because that is what they have to do to score. But they kept the their running back, um, Canada. Yeah. Uh, who was just seemed like he was just running all over the place just for, for big gain after big gain. Well going going back to that uh trick play, they were yeah. you know, I guess it just kind of came in the part of the broadcast uh where they were talking about the inexperience of the Wisconsin secondary. Yeah. Uh, but the guy who made the mistake on that play was Dakota Dixon, who was, you know, yeah. a, a senior and Yep. He made the mistake of running up, uh, leaving his assignment uh, to try and make a tackle. And he, I mean, he wouldn't have been anywhere close to making a tackle if he even was. So, uh, you know, not to, not to call him out or whatever, but like they were talking about the inexperience, and it was our most experienced player making that making that mistake. And yep. it did. I, I agree with you that it did feel like, if I can harken back to the the Bears Packer game where the. <laughs> The first drive of the game, the Bears were pulling out like all the tricks, right? They were yep. like, "These are our new, uh, our new formations, our new things that we're going to do to move the ball," and it worked. Uh, but then when the Bears had to go to a more traditional offense, uh, it didn't work. But when uh, BYU went to their more traditional offense, let's say, or their more standard offense, it, it continued to work. I was surprised how susceptible our defense was to the jet sweep. Yeah, um, and this we the thing that you know, we time. run that. That's what we yeah. do. It's our play. Uh, you presume that they uh, see that in practice, and then when we talk about adjustments, it seemed like we were able to adjust for the jet sweep in half at half, excuse me, but that left space for Canada to run essentially up the middle. I, I just it just seemed like you could never figure it out. It just didn't, yeah, and it seemed like they were a step ahead of us, which normally uh, second quarter and on doesn't happen. I and I guess I'm left asking more questions than I have to provide answers to, right? Yeah. We yeah. We got to fix that. I don't know. I right. don't know what the answer is. 
Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know about any of, uh, if you have any excuses, but one I think is because I mean they have like a thirty-year-old quarterback, and that's not fair. <laughs> so that I think that was that was a leg up on the uh, you know on the defensive side of the ball is that BYU's quarterback was like thirty years old. Well, so like he's pl- like our age. I went and, <laughs> and he was out there just schooling little kids. Well, I went back and I, I, I during the game I was like, man, this quarterback is so you know felt so poised and like making all the right decisions. He was twelve for twenty two for eighty nine yards. Yeah, really? Yeah, it didn't feel like that. It, it felt did like not he feel was. Like I mean, it was all on the ground. I mean, off. I mean, we'll get to this in a minute. I mean, they had some big plays. They had three big plays. I think Canada had two huge runs. Yeah. Outside of that, there wasn't a lot there, and it comes down to we'll get into it in a second when we talk about Hornybrook, I guess. But we, I don't know. There were some big gash plays, but I don't think they had the drives that I felt like they were having uh, during the game. So I guess that leads to Hornybrook, who made really he just has to not make the bad. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just, I'm, I'm done with Hornybrook. <laughs> I've bro- I've broken up. I have been saying nice things to him all off season. These last two games, I've tried really hard. Yeah. So done. Because mm. this was like all he had to do. You you can go ahead. I'm just gonna start with that. I'm just done with. Yeah. Him. All right. Well. <laughs> As I guess, as your resident Hornybrook defender, uh, tough week, tough week in the Hornybrook camp. Um, came into this game thinking, hey, last year he torched BYU. He was like, what was it? He was 18 for 19 last year and he just lit it up. Did things that you would think a Wisconsin quarterback can do, find players in space, uh, not have to make tough throws, but make, you know, good throws. He had just. He was bad on third down. Wisconsin was four for thirteen on third downs. But his big mistake, again, he can't make the big mistakes. Job one of Wisconsin quarterback: don't make the big mistake. And he made the big mistake, uh, throwing an interception that uh, very ended up time. ended up being a touchdown. I think that that was at yep. the drive where they we had the third down stop, and then they called pass interference, so they had another try it. I think that was yep um, a really bad interception. Um, just I I think the the defender it fell led down. To the winning so, score. So I don't think he, I don't think he saw him. Uh, I guess I make excuses. That's what I do. Just a bad game. He was 18 of 28 overall. Again, not the efficiency we expect out of him. Uh, no touchdowns, one interception, and it just seemed he. In out of those 190 yards, I think a majority of them. I actually, I should just look at the stats that I have in front of me. Why don't I do that? Uh, 61 of those were to uh, Jake Ferguson on a couple of big third down conversions, but nonetheless. Just finding that tight end, uh, only six uh, completions to uh, Danny Davis, who was back from suspension, and A.J. Taylor. And after seeing how he hooked up with A.J. Taylor last week, you just, I guess, I shouldn't say, I expected that to continue and him to kind of find those wide receivers. He just didn't this game on the crucial drive he threw yeah. behind wide receivers. Yeah, he just, Not, and he was doing weird stuff. He did that thing. He was like flipping the ball, like trying to give it to the. Receiver, I don't know if you had saw that actual live play. You might have been in the car at this point. But at like one point, the, the pocket was collapsing, and he was running out. And I thought he was going to start running. And then it looked like he forgot how to run, like a gazelle yeah. was just born. I forget sometimes. Yeah, and he started stumbling. And then... Fall over. Yeah, he was falling over, and he tried to like flip the ball. And it was like right in the linebacker's hand. He luckily just missed it. But he was just doing weird stuff yeah. that was like... He just reverted back to like... He's word back to to bad Hornybrook because he was hearing footsteps. I mean, he was getting pressured. Yeah, and it just seemed like you know he forgot how to roll, he forgot how to run and throw, which he had been doing, and it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't his day, man. Yeah, and that's what I guess what you hope to avoid, right? Because he had these days days like this in the past, and then he had the Orange Bowl, which was great, and he was pretty good in the first couple games. Again, missed a couple throws, but overall was good. And you kind of thought, all right, we have progression. This feels like a step back. Um. Speaking of step backs, uh, definitely step back for uh, Jonathan Taylor's Heisman candidacy. Yeah. Uh, his stat line was 26 for 117. No touchdowns. I read an article that said he had a measly 4.5 yards per carry, which I felt was a bit harsh. <laughs> that's so harsh. I mean, 4.5 yards per carry is pretty, pretty good, right? Still. Pretty good. I'll take it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I put, I put his performance. I don't blame 
Jonathan Taylor, right? I thought our offensive line didn't live up to it being the offensive line that it could be. I thought Taylor made a lot of yards after contact and made, you know, the reads and uh, plays that I would expect him to. Um, just he was facing, you know, stacked boxes. And when they got down in the red zone, not that it didn't work out for us because Taiwan Dale had two touchdowns. Um, and uh, Ingold had won, but the stat line, I guess, for him would have looked better if he scored those touchdowns, but from a team-wise, it wasn't like because he wasn't in there, they didn't score. You know what I mean? Like, right. I guess if I'm looking at it from a team standpoint, I have no complaint, but if I'm looking at it from a Jonathan Taylor Heisman candidate standpoint, that kind of stinks. Yeah, and to have those 117 yards, they were stacking the box the whole time because they were not afraid of the pass game. As we right. alluded yeah, to, so yeah, as we complained, they were tough. They were tough earned yards. Yeah, yeah. It, I I think to get 117 yards in that game, uh, and maybe we'll look back on that and and kind of recognize it for being more difficult than it was. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted to highlight talk about Taylor's Heisman. I don't have much more to say on that. But you think he lost it? You, you think it's just the game? I think this needed to be a game where he gets stats. And yeah. I think, well, the guy who I think is going to win it, uh, I'm blanking on his name, quarterback for Ohio State. He, I think he's going to win it, and he put up stats uh, against uh, TCU, which is a much, obviously, uh, better opponent. So um, I guess in context of those two things, I think he – he has lost it at least not to be a, a, a leader by by any means. Um going for it. Haskins. Got it. Haskins, I think. Haskins had three forty four, two touchdowns in a win over TCU. So not great numbers, but he had of the numbers. I don't know. I don't that was me a long way of me stalling to say. <laughs> I don't know that he lost it, but it definitely hurt and yep. Uh, I still think he's, if a running back is going to win it, I still think he's the favorite. But I think that not having the touchdowns and only having 117 yards, which is a crazy thing to say, uh, in a losing effort, uh, will hurt. And uh, obviously there's less time to make that up, and these things are, are, are very flexible. But it, I'd say I would say his odds of winning the Heisman went down greatly. I think he, yes. was, I think he was 6-1. to one. Uh, going into the game, I would be surprised if he wasn't ten to one or worse coming out of the game. Right? Yeah, I I agree with that. I think being running back for Wisconsin, you have to be pretty outstanding throughout the season. You know, especially in games, especially especially in games you're supposed to win, um, which obviously we didn't win, but we were, we're yeah, supposed but to win. Yeah. But nonetheless, so I don't know. We'll see how That's that a weird, goes forward. That is a weird yeah. thing, though. You say as a running back from Wisconsin, because I feel like. When Wisconsin running backs do well, they go, "Oh yeah, well he's at Wisconsin." Like it's a right. negative. Like it's of course they should. Like it's, <laughs> it somehow works against them. But if it's like a running back at USC, that in which case they have more talent around uh, the running, traditionally more talent around the running back than Wisconsin. It's like, oh, it's just he's a great player at USC. It's it's weird how it works. At least in my view, it seems to work against a Wisconsin running back that they play for Wisconsin when it comes to uh, awards and kind of the recognition and, and and the media accolades so to speak it's an interesting thing and maybe it's just uh i'm in a bunker being a badger fan and that's how i read everything <laughs> i don't know maybe it's a little bit of that Us all right let's get win. let's get off this depressing topic and onto a possibly equally not quite almost more depressing topic <laughs> yeah yeah the where's NFL. it oh well hold on where okay. where are you at on this season after this game? Oh yeah yeah my bad okay let's not yeah. move on. No so, not quite yet. Pump the brakes. Oh, sorry yeah. Oh man <laughs> we have two more points before we move on to this. What was I doing? <laughs> we have a whole Big Ten thing to talk about. My God. Oh man I was looking at all right. Anyway uh, all right yeah so ex uh, I guess yeah I wanted to talk about expectations. So obviously crushing loss. Marlos put his season tickets up for sale. They're available everybody. <laughs> um. <laughs> That might I have think been a little. So I, <laughs> I think uh, it's it's a it's a bad loss, but I think 
I still expect Wisconsin to win uh, the the Big Ten West. I still expect mm-hmm. us to be in the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, I would say going into this game, I expected us to have one loss going into this that game. I think a successful season is us still running the slate and doing that. That would be a best-case scenario. I think a realistic-case scenario is we lose two more in our three-loss team going in the championship game. <sighs> I think we we lose... I mean, the, again, best case, what I... Th- Best case is obviously the one loss. Realistic case, two losses. I think again we split Michigan, uh, Penn State, and lose another one. I just, I used to, but coming in this game, I just checked off games said we'll win that, we'll win that. We're the better team. This game gave yeah. me pause to do that. Yeah. Um. So what is that? Nine and three then in into the championship game. I guess that's a disappointing year, but I guess that'd be a realist a. A conservative Casey <laughs> estimate of of what will happen, uh, but I think what we should expect is to be ten and two going into the championship game. That's what we should expect. One more loss uh, again, splitting that Michigan Penn State, and then being the championship game. And then who knows? I would think I think Ohio State looks really good, so I think we'd lose it. But I think that's where we need to be. It's a is it a disappointment? Probably based on our expectations, but I think I think it's just I just want to take a second. I guess the point of this was like let's relax and just reevaluate where, where we are because I think some people are selling their season tickets. I think some people are, <laughs> you know, acting really, really uh, rashly, and I'm just kind of want to pump the brakes a little bit. As I say, we're going to lose three games. I right. <laughs> exactly, dude. Well, here's I'm, the thing. Here's, here's the in, thing that's, that's in play, and it wasn't in play. Yeah, but here's the thing that here's the thing that sucks. Here, this is this is what sucks about this loss, right? I think we talked about there. There's somewhere we would have stumbled. We thought it'd be in Big Ten play, or I thought it'd be in Big Ten play. Um, so even now, if we run the table, win the Big Ten championship, say against Ohio State, yeah. and we just expect them to blow every other team out in that trip, then I feel like they're still that they're, they're going to use the BYU to keep us out of the playoffs, right? It's just. <laughs> it's like yeah even in your best case scenario like we're gonna be like what we were last season just like oh well fuck that one game yeah uh well, you know th- really disappointed so that's that's the biggest i mean that's the biggest dagger of this loss is that it's the byu loss at home and it just feels like even if we take care of business which again is questionable at this point i think we're all questioning that mm-hmm. it just seems to be like well cool we'll get to go to the some you know toast fiesta bowl or something and that will be our consolation prize. Well, I think this just kind of exemplifies our our mentalities here, right? So we lose this game, and mine is like damage control. How bad can this get? What do we expect? <laughs> and Marlon's like, this is going to screw us out of the college football playoffs. I'm going to go undefeated the rest of the way. Um, yeah. So now I just yeah, I mean, cheer for I, chaos in the rest of I, the I, rest yeah. of college football. I think that's in your scenario. If we go undefeated. I think a win over our, I think a win over our Ohio State, who I presume will be undefeated at that point, would be enough to get okay. us in there to overshadow this loss. I guess the the only alternative is one Notre Dame because they could mm-hmm. always screw everything up, and two a Alabama Georgia. I forget if they play each other. God, I should know this. Um, yeah. SEC championship where. You know, obviously, one of them wins and one of them loses, and it's close. Then people get left out because it's going to be Clemson, it's going to be Alabama or Georgia, and then Notre, and then it's going to be Oklahoma or Stanford. And, and now we're in the mix. Now we're we're much more in the mix. But I think a one loss win over Ohio State because that's going to be a better win than anybody else has. That would be in this hypothetical scenario. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever. Now we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but way ahead, Just way way ahead. Of recalibrate ourselves. three <laughs> loss possible. Yeah. Uh, one, I would say one loss into the championship probable, two loss likely. Okay, into the championship. Recalibrate your expectations, Patrick. Recal- recal- yeah, recalibrate expectations. Yeah. It, it sucks. Loss hurts. It's gonna be a long week. Heading into Iowa, which is a f- now a night game. No night game at at Iowa, which 
gives me the heebie, gave me the heebie-jeebies in the first place. Yeah, because they they always play some person at night, some team at night, and just are yeah. different team. You know, so going into that game after this week, I'm scared. Yeah, with, Horn- yeah, with Hornybrook looking as uneasy as he is. Or as he did excuse, in in BYU, yeah. I was nervous, and now I I would say I was a two on a random scale of one to five, and now I'm a four. Now I'm a four. <laughs> um, I don't have any faith in Horny Brook to make third down conversions anymore, and I'm a defender of his, so that tells you where we're at. Uh, that said, outside of the fact that going into Iowa at night is tough, I couldn't tell you a player on Iowa's team so (laughs) (laughs) they probably still have uh that quarterback so that guy you know who I'm talking about that one guy yeah the one guy probably he's probably still there um oh my god I just clicked on the ESPN the matchup predictor it's a Uh 50 it's a 50 50 game they got a 50-50 now? 50, it's 51.8% Iowa, 48.2% Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Stanley's the quarterback. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. All right. Well, you, Wow. Man, okay. This so is it, was it, four, this, it was four. It was four on a scale, one to five. Now it's like a 15. It's a 15 on this scale. Wow. 15%. Yeah. How do you figure there? Iowa's 3-0. and oh. Okay. Who'd they be? <laughs> <laughs> Calculation. This is Casey's calculations. Oh, I beat Northern Iowa. Congratulations. All right. We don't need to see me look at their schedule. They beat Iowa State as well. Yeah. And uh, I think a nobody. Anyway, I'm very nervous now. Northern right. Illinois was the nobody. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Right. So they're so, the so Chris, that. Needs to, Chris needs to gather the troops. This is, you know, a teaching moment. Get a little little chip on their shoulder. I've been asking for the chip for now. And I, I if they don't have it now, I don't know if they're ever going to get it. Um and, yeah, and just go out there and punch Iowa in the mouth. Yeah, it's going to be a telling game. That's all. Either way, it's going to be a very telling game. That's very true. That's very true. Okay, I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. Crap. <laughs> oh God, we got nervous, all right. Casey. All right. Speaking of nervous, ties make me very nervous, Marlo. We had one of those today. Yeah, we did another one. Stone and another one. Two and two. Uh. Very unlikely to have two ties in two weeks, uh, but much less my Packers were part of one. Uh, you know, Marlo, this, I this tie I, was a very much more entertaining tie. Yeah, yeah, than, there was more points scored. Yeah, um, not to sound like too much of a griping fan, but my God, these refs. <laughs> okay, what's your take? Uh, what's your take on a on a tie in general? How do you feel about oh, the ties? actual tie? That's yeah. fine. Whatever. They're fine. Uh, yeah, Who you're cares? a soccer guy. Yeah, I'm a soccer yeah. guy. <laughs> Ties fine. You put an end to the game. If nobody won the game, then guess what? Nobody won the game. <laughs> you have a con- you've constructed a game. If it ends and nobody has won, the game is over. I'm fine. Okay. With it. I don't, right. I don't. I don't agree with making artificial rules and extending <laughs> the rules of the game beyond what it was created for to arbitrarily make a winner. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And now that they shortened the overtime in NFL, I wonder if there'll be more ties. I mean, this is, you know, two-week sample, we have two ties. I'm sure yeah. someone has a stat. When's the last time that's happened? Um, it's like go ahead. in the 70s or something, I think I heard. Okay. Yeah. And so is that, I don't know if they really visited because they did it for player safety. So I guess they can't go back at this point, but we just got to start learning to live with ties. That's fine. And yeah, think, Casey's fine with that, for the record. I mean, it, well, it is what it is. Um, Packers had this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins did Kirk Cousins things and threw an interception in a crucial moment. And Clay Matthews had the audacity to tackle him. Uh, and they called a penalty. Um, and they said it wasn't even the new rule that was protecting the quarterback. It was under the old rule in which Clay Matthews lifted him up and drove him into the ground, which I guess is essentially, again, not even the Aaron Rodgers rule that they put into place to protect quarterbacks, but an old school roughing the passer penalty. And he clearly did not do that and just tackled him. And in fact, he prevented himself from his weight going on top of him by putting his arm on the ground. 
uh, on that play, Kirk Cousins throws a essentially game-ending interception, again, doing a Kirk Cousins thing, and uh, they call it back, give Minnesota 15 yards, Kirk Cousins drives down the field. And here's the thing. Everybody's saying, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, what a great drive, blah, blah. The next play should have been intercepted. It bounced off of two people into the hands of our defensive lineman. Again, he's a defensive lineman. He's not supposed to catch balls, but it was right there. And another one was deflected and went through the hands of a um, – Pack, uh, hit a Packer defensive back's hand, uh, J.R. Alexander's hand. He wasn't in a c- catching position. But nonetheless, Kirk Cousins made the mistake. The whole thing on Kirk Cousins, he's really good, and then he makes the mistake. In clutch times, he makes the mistake. He made the mistake in the game, and the refs let him off the hook. And now I have to hear how great Kirk Cousins is and how he led this great drive back. And God, it pisses me off because the game should have been over. That said... Right, Yo, so but that so I watched I watched this game with with a yeah with a Packer fan, and obviously I'm not one, but I saw that hit the the yeah. one you're talking about by Clay, and it, this, it was my father-in-law, and he was pissed at Clay Matthews because like <laughs> this is like yeah. the second game in a row he did it. But then we looked, the replay came on, nope. and exactly. even I was like, that's just a football play. That is just a t- it was a textbook tackle. And I don't, I didn't, I don't know where the, I don't know where the foul is. And if that is one, I don't know how a defensive player is supposed to sack a quarterback. Yeah, you can't hit him high. You can't hit can't him low. Him so he hits him in the midsection. Yeah, great, great play. The quarterback has the ball as he hits him. I, I don't know. I, I just yeah. can't. I'm it was, it was a bad call. But to your father-in-law's point, um, when they saw flag and they said, uh, roughing the passer, I immediately knew it was on Clay Matthews. And I immediately texted, cut Clay Matthews. Because <laughs> the only two times I've heard Clay Matthews' names, name, he only has one. Well, I guess he has two. The only time I heard Clay Matthews' name the past two weeks was on roughing the passer calls on third or fourth down. Or third down and then on an interception play. I don't think he's made a play outside of that. I don't <sighs> And I still, I guess I still stand by cut Clay Matthews because he's been awful and made two. I guess he, this was a good play, right? He pressured the quarterback into throwing an interception that should have ended the game, but didn't right. because of refs. Um, I don't know. So the emotions of this game, I went into this game expecting, I expected to lose. I expected Rodgers to be hampered. I expected uh, Minnesota to be a lot better than they looked in this game. And I expected to lose, I don't know, 28-14. Easy victory for Minnesota. And then Wisconsin blocked Wisconsin. <laughs> Green Bay blocked a punt, and we were up. Rodgers was looking pretty good on his hobbled leg. Um, and and we had the game. And then Minnesota came back, referee call, blah, blah, blah. I'm starting to get angry and standing and watching the game instead of comfortably sitting in my chair. And then we're all intents and purposes have lost the game. It's overtime. They're on like the 20 yard line, maybe even closer. And they're going to kick the field goal kicker. Who's already missed two field goals in the game, lines it up and wide right for a third time and has created, I think a really good, a really good gif of him kind of watching it go kind of lean his head and use a word. I can't use on our family friendly podcast. (laughs) A great gif was created out of this tie. And uh, I guess both teams. Well, I your think boy we, Crosby, your boy Crosby missed one because they iced him. Yeah, I'd like winner. to see when was they that? called that. I'd like to see <laughs> when they called that timeout as he was kicking because that's that's got to be. I don't know how you fix it. It's not the stupidest rule. The stupidest rule is the fumbling out of bounds thing. Yeah, the hands s- down. Second stupidest rule is the ability to call a timeout as the ball is being snapped before a place kick. And I don't know how you. It, it's really dumb. And. Especially when one of the teams is out of timeouts and is trying to rush the kick. It just feels wrong as you're watching it. And granted, my team was doing that today and that happened to them. So obviously I'm saying that, but like it kind of goes against the flow of the. I don't know. There's no, I don't know how you fix it. There's no rule to say like you can't call timeouts there. That's not fair. Uh, I guess you just have to live with it. But it feels really crappy <laughs> every time it happens, whether the guy misses it and then makes it or makes it then makes it or miss it you know whatever the you know a thousand combinations yeah. you can do out the of miss those. the miss the miss and then the make is the best that's I the think. best 
Yeah, <laughs> and we had the converse of the make and then the miss. Yeah. Uh, God, if you so yeah, but he had already made four. I can't really. I don't know. Blame him for it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I it was think, just a it was a bad day. It was a bad weekend in Wisconsin for kickers. I think both teams are sitting here going, uh, like Minnesota, right. obviously with the three missed field goals. Green Bay with having made four field goals and not converting those into touchdowns. Maybe one that was called back ridiculously on a hold on uh, Jimmy Graham's touchdown. Whatever. Not going to complain about the refs too much. But, man, it was – I think both teams just go like, going, we should have won that game, which is pretty un- pretty uncommon. I guess that's a f- a fair enough we resulted in a tie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the po- what I took away the post-game interview with Aaron Rodgers, he seemed really unhappy with it, and I thought that was encouraging. Um, just from, uh, I'm glad he's not okay with it. And hopefully that resonates within the locker room because it was there. And if this team's going to, again, we're getting far into Packers talk, but if this team's going to make a playoff run or be one of the better teams in the NFC, this is a game they had and should have won. And I hope that, you know, see, I, I don't know. I guess seeing tenacity out of Rodgers isn't something that, I, I haven't seen much. He's mainly been, you know, kind of the more laid back California guy. You know, the mm-hmm. relax the relaxed guy. Yeah. And now he has a southern accent. Now he has a southern accent. Yeah. He has a, you know, one and a half legs. <laughs> and uh, all that time hanging out with Danica. Yeah, and he just he has a little bit more tenacity and I I like it and think it's good and hope it translates. I mean I thought he played great today, and I again, we, I think we should have won outside of a, a mistake or two and a, a referee call or two. But um, I don't. I thought that that post match interview was pretty telling because he's usually like relaxed. We got this, but he was like, "We missed chances. We should have won this game. Let's get it." And that was reassuring. Well, the thing that sucks about this tie is that it's in a division. So now I have to do like weird math all season. Yeah, gonna, on yeah, what the standings are. I don't know how to. I don't know how to calculate a tie into standings. I don't get it. And it's just gonna mess. This is like gonna mess. It's gonna mess with me all season. So that's 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 the real takeaway from this tie. Oh, is it better because there's two ties in the division? Like each have a tie. Would it be? It'd be weirder if like just Green Bay had a tie. Would no. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You got you got Bears just have to tie the Lions. <laughs> Just Whenever you guys play, just tie him. Just tie him. Okay. And oh, then we just can ignore it. We're just like we don't know what these games. We we don't even remember what happens in those. That didn't <laughs> All right. Uh, elsewhere around the NFL, should we talk about our, our uh, what I guess our third adopted team for this podcast? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the I think we, yeah, now we're just gonna kind of like <laughs> make maybe me as a Packer fan feel better by laughing at other teams. Maybe that's what. That's just laughing. That's the way teams. this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Browns are back to their ways. Yeah. Of almost winning. Not not only almost winning, but losing, and not not losing. So, uh, another ridiculous ending for yeah. the Browns that end up with them losing. So no, amazing, no amazingly in a game they probably shouldn't be in. They probably, I, the, the, maybe this is the new Browns, right? They've have enough talent to find themselves a way to be in these games. Yeah. But not enough to actually win them. And this is just going to be their year. Yeah. <laughs> this is their year. This is their almost year. We almost did a lot of things. Uh But yeah, what do you do? I I mean, what do you I just what? like envisioning like there's like a Browns guy who has the key to the victory fridge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Slowly moving closer to the fridge. Moving closer to the fridge. He's like, "We're going right, to do it." Hey, hey, fourth quarter, we got the lead. Let's get it. Out. Let's get it out, just in case. Who knows? You know, game-winning field goal or whatever. You know, I'm right. I'm ready to go. No, and doesn't work. Uh, I think their place kicker cost them five points in this game. They lost by three. Not a good day for that kickers. Hurts. Not a good day for kickers. Uh, it's been uh, 631 days since the Brown ha- Browns have won a game. Oh man, <laughs> Jeez. Six, 631 games. 31 days. Five days. That's a long, yeah. That's a long time. Browns also had a crazy story that came out the day before. They're going to be letting go of Josh Gordon. Yeah, just out of the blue. Did um, we find anything out more of uh, any 
re-reporting by you on that, Marlo? Um, no, I just that I, they've they've come to a point where they decided that they should part ways. That's as far as I got. I mean, a week ago he was scored a touchdown. Was the main target of their attempted winning drive. It's, yeah, seemed to be back with the team. If you know his usage on the field is any indication, um, I don't know. I hope it's not. I mean, it has to be something negative about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, right. Oh, what else could it be? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I hope it's. I hope it's not. I hope he, you know, figures out and goes somewhere else and does really well, like most things that leave the Browns do. <laughs> they do well elsewhere. Okay. <laughs> I don't you know. What it, maybe I, I, that's I, I, true. You know, Bill Belichick did well. I don't know. He did. Bill <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. Couldn't tell you another one, but Belichick, he's one of them. Um. A team that's trying to take away from the Browns shine. Yeah. The new Browns is the Bills, man. New Browns. <laughs> new Browns. They're not, not, doing, doing good, not doing good on the field. No. And have circuses off the field. Do you not hear about this? Not doing good is an understatement. <laughs> they are. My goodness. If you... So... You know these... Uh, what is it called? Uh, survivor pools? Suicide pe- pools? Yeah. Yep. Just take who the Bills are playing, right? Like that's your that's your best bet at best this bet. point, right? Like but, your best bet is they're going to lose. That's got to be. Uh, yeah. So they anyway thirty one twenty. So a couple garbage time touchdowns for the future, Josh Allen. Future Josh Allen, and during their halftime of the Bills, Vontae 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 Davis just said, "I'm going to retire right now." Did not come out in the second half. Yeah, Jesse packed up his bag. I saw uh, a really good uh, gif of it of uh, LeBron James when he left the interview. <laughs> packed up packed up his briefcase or whatever he had there and walked out, but they yeah. put a Bills helmet on him. <laughs> that was Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. Weird. Just, it, about, how bad, how bad, how bad does it have to be to get to like halftime of a game as an NFL player and be like, you know what? This isn't worth it. It's not worth it. I'm out. Not even like, it, from what I've read, it's not even like, a, hey, guys, it was <laughs> nice being here. Good luck on the season. I'm going to go, you know, get an Uber. He just left. He just, he just like left. snuck out the back the back door of the locker room. Um, I mean, so it sounds like he didn't play in, uh, again, I'm not following the Bill's defense that closely, but it sounds like he didn't play the first game, and I presume didn't play much the second game. And he was just like, "I got my guaranteed money. I'm not going <laughs> to interrupt for this nonsense." Uh, we, I, I've never, I've never heard anything like this. It's crazy, um, and I don't know. Obviously, the Bills are a bad football team, but this seems like next level like culture wise like of a, a dysfunction i don't know maybe yeah. maybe it's just a, the one off like this guy is just he's retired and realized he can't do it i don't know you know it's 2018 he doesn't want to risk it anymore i'm not sure uh he's a veteran player but uh, it looks bad it looks bad for the oh, it's a very bad look it's a very bad look yeah how does is sean mcdermott there's no way he lasts to next year, but there's no way he can't last throughout the season if stuff like this just keeps happening. What I've kind of read is that people like Sean McDermott. Okay, cool. He's not good at coaching or well, keeping a locker room. Hey, first of all, he can't help players randomly retiring <laughs> on a whim. Uh, I don't know. This, this is, I think this a lot more in baseball, like, you know, the. Reds manager who got fired during the year. You know, you're like, oh, we're 20 games under 500. We're the Reds. We have, don't have players. Like, what do you expect <laughs> for me to do? It's not. I don't feel that way so much in football because I feel like there's sort of windows and you expect more out of coaches. But like at some point, it's like I'm only as good as the talent on the team. And the converse is like Hugh Jackson. I feel like that's the wave he's riding. Like, what do you expect me to do with all these bums out here? Uh, I, so what? We haven't won in three. Six hundred and thirty-one days. Like, look at the players out here, and he's Bennett. He Jackson's benefited from that. So maybe Sean McDermott will for a little bit. Uh, I don't know, but for some reason people thought 
I was reading that people thought he was a good coach. I don't have an opinion on the matter, but so I was reading. I don't know, but it seems bad. It's yeah, it's bad. It bad. It, the bill, yeah, the Bills are just a bad look all it around. It's weird. So. Like so, the, you you draft you draft Josh Allen in the first round, and he, I feel like they've handled it the worst kind of way because you either have to be. And again, I think Josh Allen is the worst player to do this with, but you either have to be, this is our guy, like the Jets have done. This is our guy. We're rolling with this guy for the next however long. He's the face of our franchise. So you have that, or you do kind of what the Browns did with uh, Baker Mayfield, and you go, this guy's the future, but he's not ready yet. We're going to wait, and blah, blah, blah. Granted, I think he should be starting, but whatever. Uh we have a experienced veteran quarterback here who will handle this year, and then at some point Baker Mayfield, Mayfield will come in. The Bills did like half of both of those things. <laughs> they brought Josh Allen in and didn't throw him the keys like the Jets did, which I think if you're going to in week two go to him, you have to do at week one. And they didn't get a veteran quarterback. They put out Nathan set the record for interceptions, Peterman out there and it doesn't make any sense like that's you you have to do one or the other they tried to split the middle and failed miserably and now i mean the whole franchise is in dysfunction so that's a lot more time than i want to spend on the bills my god <laughs> my god it's okay. yeah i was bills, talking to bills bills fans so we feel for you other nfl news that i'm sure the people who listen to this podcast really want to talk about tampa Bay bucks 2-0 fitzpatrick baby Doing Fitzpatrick's things. The Fitz magic, unbelievable. Did you see the photo of him? If you haven't seen this, go on the Twitters. It's out there. In his post-game interview, he looks uh, great, ridiculous. I don't know. He's never going to lose. He's going to win by a 1,000 if he keeps this up. He looks like from the 70s with a huge mustache, or huge beard, excuse me. It's fantastic. Uh, I think it's a podcast goal of ours to someday have a photo that looks that great. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I can't believe that that team is 2-0. Is this the end of Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay? I think that's the overarching question. Oh, my God. This is what Fitzy does, man. So it could be. It's possible, but I, I don't think so. I think he, it'll get to a point where Jameis won't play the season. So we'll get to the point that he's after his suspension. I think he's one more game, right? Um they'll probably keep game and then a bye maybe? Oh yeah, yeah. I think or maybe he's right. a game back and then a bye. They have an early bye, I remember. Right. And so the discussion will be will James get his job back? I don't think he will. They'll keep the hot hand in considering if he keeps it up like this for the next game. And then Fitzpatrick will come back down to life like he does every at some point in every season. Yeah. And then they they they'll put James back in. That is the arc that I see for this season. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then Fitzpatrick will go to some other team next year for some ridiculous amount of money to be a starter. Was Fitzpatrick on the Bears ever? I don't recall. No. He was on the, I remember him being on the Jets and the Bills. Right. That's where he had the, his Fitz magic before. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati as well. I think okay. That was his first little breakout. Yeah. First, first Fitz magic. Yep. Um. I think if Tampa wants to move on from Jamison, which they could, I think, um, this is a good opportunity to do it. Just yep. bench him and then, because I think his contract's coming up, uh, and and move on. I'm, but they would have to be sure that he's not an NFL quarterback. Like they have to be sure, because obviously Fitzpatrick is it. You're not gonna. You're not going to stay with him. You're not going to ride him going forward, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know what they do, but they're 2-0 somehow, and that almost seems worse for them because you'd want to <laughs> – if you're sitting here going, who's our future quarterback, you probably don't want to be 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough book. for the the Browns, Bills, and Bears, the killer bees of uh, – oh, no, we have another bee coming up. Another My goodness. Bee. More bees. More bees. Uh, We're bees just covering nobody, all the bees this Sunday. That none of our uh, listeners want to hear about, but one that some of them might. The Bears. Bears. The Bears coming up Monday night, prime time. Prime time, Soldier Field, Monday night football. And we have Russell Wilson 
going to get yeah. smacked down by <laughs> former Badger. It's going to take it to the face from Khalil Mack and company. Yeah. Um, expectations for this game. I mean, they're I. Oh, it's going to be again. It's going to be one of those telling games. It, it's going to be if the defense does what the defense can do, or a show that it could do uh, in Week One. Then it's really up to Mr. Bisky and the offense to really generate uh, enough, you know, offense to overpower Russell Wilson and company. Um, but the defense keeping Russell in check, not let him run around, run around, run around, throw a ball up and have someone catch it um, on the team. And then on the offensive side, can Mitch do the, can he convert those third downs, those third and longs? Uh, can we get any sort of, can we keep the running game going? Um, can we get a vertical game going at all? These are all questions that need to be answered and need to be answered on Monday night in primetime. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game. I think it uh, will be a telling game for both teams. I think we have said that a lot about week two games. Week two. <laughs> um, yeah, can Mitch get back to essentially... So I thought about this a little bit more after our initial reaction and kind of went back and looked at the Bears-Packers game. Look at the tape. I don't know. I wouldn't say tape. But I went <laughs> back and looked at some of the stats and kind of... I, I, I think I was far too kind to Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, uh, oh you're doing reacts. a reversal. Yeah, because the way I remember... Again, as a fan, the way I remember uh, the game going, he was much more effective at moving the ball. But I think he only had like 62 yards of passing in the second half. That's not good. That's not um, good. I thought that, the, again, to have a comeback, you need to have the other team's offense not do well. And I knew they didn't do well, but I thought that they were more effective. And I, I guess the stats that I was looking at was much more, was greatly influenced by the the first drive that maybe first two drives that stuck in my head. If they get back to that offense where they're being creative and uh, what's your something Nagy, Charles Nagy, Matt, Matt Nagy. Nagy, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, your coach, <laughs> back to, uh, you know, the creative play calling that I think uh, he can bring and the bears can operate with the, the weapons that they have. If you can get back to that, I could see this being a good game, but, for the Bears, if it gets to conventional play calling and uh, Mitchell Trubisky having to make plays, I don't, I don't like that. I think the Bears' defense could have a field day though on uh, Seattle's offense. Their offensive line is pretty bad, and uh, surviving somehow surviving the the Bears-Packer game, uh, it was rough, and I think it could be rough for Rus- Russell Wilson. I don't know. I'm a little worried for Russ. He lets me call him Russ. He doesn't let me call him that. I never said that before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. So I I think, again, we have to see. We have to see. uh, Can the Bears' offense be the creative offense they were the first, let's say, half against the Packers? Right. Or not. And can the defense be the disruptive force, again, that they were in the first half or not? Uh, in take one, I would side against no. <laughs> the offense won't be that good, but I think the defense will be very good, and I think that that's what we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, old Bears defense, our old Bears teams just a lot of defense and hope for a turnover, maybe a run back, and, uh, yeah. and, and squeak it out. There we go. Yeah, and then you have one or two drives where you do stupid trick plays, like the tackle lining up. At wide receiver, and then you're fine. I don't know. You're good. It's worked in the past, and that's seems to be the uh, mold that they're going for now. So we'll see if it, how far along it is. I guess. And if 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 Mitch can be better, the truth, the truth, um, then maybe you got something there. I don't know. Right. It'll be interesting. I like like you said. It's gonna. I feel like we're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna learn a lot. That is the theme for the week, this week, the coming week. We're going to learn a lot. Oh, I had, an, oh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a fun little... It's not really a stat. It's more of a coincidence. Uh, your boy, uh, Roquan, Raekwon? Roquan Smith. Yep. Came on 
I think maybe he only played one play. I'm not sure. But his first play against the Packers, he recorded a sack. That's pretty cool. And then Sam Darnold, uh, Savior Sam, his first play was a pick six the other way. <laughs> so <laughs> Two impact so, plays. Two impact plays on their first play. Uh, there's really no correlation or anything about those. I just thought that was, that was kind of cool. That both those guys <laughs> had those things on their first play. Um, It'll be a trivia question one day. Someday. Well, probably not together, but like, what was Sam Darnold's first play? So yeah, he threw, he threw a pick six. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions this year. I think his season over under for interceptions was something like 13 and a half. Like, you should have. We should have bet everything on the over because he's at. <laughs> I think I think he's at three through two games. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> so, definitely gonna go over. And he's gonna play like they're not gonna bench him for Josh yeah. McCown. Yep. All right. Well, we we missed out, and all our fellow fans missed out on millions of dollars that we could have won betting that. <sighs> all right, that was my fun little stat. It's not really a stat. What is it called? I don't know. Whatever. A tidbit. No, that's no. a tidbit. A little, a little tidbit. tidbit. Yeah. That's what we did it, Marlo. We did it. We, we made it through. Podcast. It was a tough week. It was a oh, tough week. I hope we don't have I hope we don't have much more of these. Um but I had a fun wedding though. I had a fun had wedding. Had a fun wedding. Gotta see friends. Yeah. Friends are great. Weddings are great. Weddings are great. Marlo knows the song the words to every song. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's not true. Untrue. Songs I've never heard before, Marlo knows the words too. It's pretty crazy. And if he doesn't, he at least acts like he does. Yeah, I do a lot of acting like I do. Yeah. That's the key. That's the key. It works for it. it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's going to be, I think it's going to do it for us this week, Casey. You got anything? Uh, I just have my uh, normal, as always, fellow fans. I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports.